What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining. Um, this is episode one of the Wholesome Podcast. Um, just a fun little project that we've uh, we've started here um, with myself, Connor Malcolm, and a couple of buddies, Ryan Hughes and uh, Bradley Phelps. Um, we appreciate you joining. Uh, hopefully, we're going to provide you uh, some entertainment for the next uh, few minutes here. And uh, down the road, bring you some some cool stories and some cool people. Um, we, Ryan and Brad and I, kind of got together, and the reason we wanted to do this is uh, our passion for golf. And um, you know, one of the one of the coolest things about golf is the people you meet, the stories you hear, uh, the stories you get to tell, um, the good shots you hit, the bad shots you hit, all of it, um, the great courses you play, the not so great courses you play. Um, they all have a story and, uh, and we love to hear them and we love to talk about them. Um, you know, one of our, one of our things is, uh, we would like to bring some feel good stories, uh, in the golf and industry and outside of the golf industry, um, to all of our friends and family. And, uh, just, uh, you know, like, uh, like we said, we want it to be wholesome. So, um, I, uh, I will introduce myself a bit here and then, uh, these other two guys, um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Connor Malcolm. I, uh, I've been playing golf since I was 18. Um, I picked it up a little late cause I was a baseball player and, uh, uh, found out that I wasn't that athletic. So I decided to try golf. Um, these other guys didn't have that problem. So, um, I, uh, basically was addicted from the get go and, and it hasn't stopped. So, um, I am now a, uh, territory manager for Strixon, Cleveland, and ASICS. Um, it's a great job, a lot of fun, uh, keeps me very busy, and uh, I really enjoy it. So um, I get to play quite a bit of golf, and that's what uh, that's a big part of my life. So um, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's how I met my wife. Um, we met through the golf industry and, um, and a lot of my best friends. So um, Ryan, if you want to kick us off here and kind of tell people how we met and uh i'll chime in on a few things because you're going to leave out some of the good stuff oh yeah probably intentionally um my name is ryan uh i actually live in uh, northwest arkansas my wife and i and our two kids uh live here we moved here about five years ago um to plant a church and so we are uh, on staff at a church here uh, i play golf when i can um and love it uh love it up here been playing since i was like i think three is like when i started swinging golf clubs so whole time i was athletic um i had tons of options could have played football no, i'm just kidding uh no golf was golf was it once i uh, quit growing and basketball was out of the picture um golf was it uh but yeah connor and i met shoot uh i don't even know the year man 20 13 2014 maybe 12 or 13 i think yeah at a fca uh golf camp in abilene texas we were both camp counselors which god knows why anybody would trust us to do that to uh maybe you like you know middle school high school dudes uh so did that um man we made it through a lot we let's see connor's car got totaled one year at golf camp uh, by a hailstorm in the middle of summer. From hail. Was wild. From hail, yeah. Um, so we did that a couple years. Connor ended up moving to Abilene, take a job. 
at Diamondback, what's now Diamondback National Golf Club. They really upped the game with great name. There. Oh. I wonder where they got the national from. Um, Connor moved in with me. We lived in the same bedroom, like literally shared same a bedroom. Room. Twin mattresses. Sometimes same bed. Yeah. <laughs> Depending Makes on sense. how cold it was. Couldn't afford heating. Uh, uh, yeah. He drove a Dodge Dart for a while, dude. I, I saw an ad for that the other day, and I was like, bro, Connor had a sick Dodge Dart. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty sick. Um, yeah, worked together for a little while. What was it, like six months? And then you moved back yeah, to BSW? Maybe like it's that. Yeah, it wasn't too long. Um, yeah. It just, uh, I mean, I loved living there, but just uh, I, I was making zero dollars, and I was spending yeah. them all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Usually on the golf course, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, not great. So that's uh, some, some unfortunate gambling games. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you skipped my favorite uh, part. I knew this was going to happen. Uh -oh. First night FCA camp. Hadn't met Ryan yet. He lives in Abilene. All right. He's playing college golf in Abilene. So he has uh, the same place that we ended up living together. And we're, me and another leader uh, are staying in the dorm rooms. And, and let me tell you something. They're not nice. These are built mm. in like the 30s, okay? Yeah. Uh, the bed that I was on was built in the 30s. Ryan brings his air mattress. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was an air mattress. Hopefully, you didn't just sleep on the ground. I can't quite remember. Slept between me and the other counselor on the ground between the two, <laughs> two dorm room beds. It was Dude. basically just because we hit it Man. off, you know, basically instantly. So we wanted to hang out. Uh, yeah. I don't even remember and, that, dude. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> we, we've been, uh, we've been friends ever since. So yeah, um, pretty awesome. But in uh, each other's weddings, uh, did that yep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of fun. Ryan and I go, go pretty far back and um, eventually he'll get sick of me and, you know, I'll have to find a new Haven't friend, yet. but, um, but yeah, so, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to Brad. Uh, he's had a much more successful golf career than you and I, Ryan. So we'll, uh, we'll get to hear a little bit about that. I won't go that far, but so yeah, I'm Brad, uh, live in the DFW area here close to Connor, um, here with my wife and two little ones. Uh, so like Ryan, I play golf when I can, um, a little bit more intentional now than it used to be when, when you're flying solo and you, you can just play as much golf as you want. So part of me misses those days, but part of me also appreciates having the kiddos around and getting to the point where I can show them the game and, and get them loving the game that I love so much. But yeah, I picked up the game right before high school. So seventh, eighth grade, um, never really touched a club, had a buddy invite me out to go play with them. Kind of loved the aspect that I was terrible at something um, because it required work. Um, I, I grew up playing all sports. And so it was one of those, what's the next sport I can learn? What's the next sport I can try to get better at? And golf was, happened to be that one. Um, Kind of went from struggling to make the high school team my freshman year to finding myself uh, in Nacogdoches, Texas, uh, playing college golf at Stephen F. Austin um, for 
my college career there. So that was a good time. Uh, anybody who knows Nacogdoches, Texas knows it's a, uh, it's a good time and golf is, golf is uh, included in that good time. But yeah, um, a lot of us like to, to call it NACA nowhere because well, it's in the middle of nowhere. So it's fair. Um, but no, I had a, I had a good time in college. Um, really enjoyed the, the college golf scene and, and getting plugged in there. And, and it was actually really there where I um, started kind of plugging in at tournaments with the College Golf Fellowship um, guys. So Marcus Jones and uh, Matt Van Zant and a couple of the other guys. See them at a bunch of tournaments, do Bible studies, things like that. And led to um, a lot of these summer four ball tournaments that they would have and the retreats that they would have. I believe that's where Connor and I first met was at a retreat. I don't know if it was either at a four ball or a retreat, but I do remember um, going to Ben Crane's house for one of the retreats. And then the last one I went to was at Tony Romo's house, which was a pretty, pretty nice treat. Um, and also kind of just to see the, the, the different side of somebody. Um, but yeah, after, after playing college, I went and coached a couple of years. Um, a Division II college golf up in the Denver area at Regis University and enjoyed just being immersed in golf for a couple more years, putting, putting on my, putting off my professional life uh, for a couple more years because, I mean, who really knows what they want to do when they're done with college. Married to the game, baby. It's yeah. exactly right. Married to the game. So, yeah, I left there, um, came back home um, for a couple of years just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what life looked like, ended up getting into marketing. So that's what I do now. Um, mark, marketer by day, um, dad by night, and mm. golfer whenever I can be. Um, but I had a, had a chance to kind of jump back into the competitive golf scene after a couple of years not playing very much and actually uh, – Kind of got lucky, had a good, had a good uh, hot round as Connor's shaking his head and qualified for the uh, the U.S. Mid-Am last year. Um, so that was a, a cool treat and a cool re-entry back into what now is Mid-Am golf for me. So finally I've reached the age where Mid-Am golf is the life. Um, but yeah, it's now it's just in the, the, the pursuit of getting back there. You get a taste, get a taste of it once and you want to keep going. So that's uh that's kind of where we stand now there was no luck involved in that brad you know it. you and i both know there is no luck he's got he he just need a one round he's a striped chef he has never missed the center of the face let me tell you <laughs> anybody Brian and i don't have that problem i, I typically chrome it uh but um, chrome it is something that you'll hear a lot from me. That's whenever you miss the grooves completely, you hit it so far on the toe that you hit it in the chrome. Um, I've actually had to replace a set of irons before because I had worn the chrome out. So <laughs> tough, tough to hear how good Brad is at golf, and you know everybody's a bit jealous, but uh, we'll we'll get over it. Uh, I got a couple of quick things for you boys, uh, just so the guys can get to know you a little bit better. Um, I want to know um, what your uh, what your favorite golf course is, and uh, and I kind of want you to go into a little bit of detail, and I'll I'll do the same for me. Uh, something something about me is I I really I'm not that I'm educated on it or know anything about it, but I do enjoy um, golf course architecture, and 
um, just seeing a different type of hole and what makes a hole good and what makes a hole bad and things that you would like to change on a certain golf course. And uh, that's something that um, we're hoping to bring to everybody, uh, doing some course videos with some, you know, some content out there um, and just talk about different things on the golf course, something that uh, that people haven't really thought about or, or hopefully haven't seen. And um, we'll just bring you some fun stuff. So, um, Ryan, I know what your favorite course is, and I can't wait to hear about it. Uh, yeah, mine, mine is, um, played it recently last, uh, last February, it's about a year and a half ago. Um, my dad and I went to Pinehurst and, um, just, it was in February that it was an ice storm in Arkansas. It was, it was crazy. The weather wasn't great. Um, uh, but we got to play Pinehurst number four and man, I don't know what it was about that golf course, even 40 degrees and like drizzling the whole time was so good. I, I just loved every minute of it. Obviously the company is great. Uh, that's something my dad and I've always connected with is golf. Um, they're, my parents are retired and they just travel his, his, my parents goal is to play in every state and they're at like oh, awesome. 30, like 39 wow. or something like that. Like they're, they're getting up there. Um, so that was a really cool experience. Um, not just the course, but I think everything about it, man, Pinehurst is so like, it's like hallowed ground. Um, obviously, Connor, we're in the number two at like U.S. Opens have been played there, but you get on the cradle and you get on putting course. This will do. And it's like uh, it's it's totally different. Um, not what you'd expect from like a prestigious resort. Um, you know, we got to go to not brewery. get resort vibe. No. And it's just incredible because you're on the golf course. And you're like, man, some of the greatest players in the world have walked right here where I am. But then you go play the cradle and you're like, these people are barefoot. They got transfusions in hand and music playing. And it's just a great, it's a great atmosphere. Um, I've just fell in love with Pinehurst in general. Um, so yeah, I think I shot 77. Um, pretty, pretty That's brutal special. out there. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I mean, I played all the way back. Cause like, I'm not a, I'm not a Why sissy, not? right? I mean, Connor, well, Connor likes to play up. Going, where he can, you better get your money's worth. Yeah, Connor likes to play up a few boxes where he can where he can go yeah. super low. But uh, I like to right. be tossed around out there. So, um, just kidding. But yeah, number four, man, it's been uh, that was that was great, and I can't wait to go back there when the weather's good and it's like green. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, I I obviously I recently got to play number four and uh and number two as well in the cradle and um i uh i loved four um i want to know do you have a favorite hole uh i do um i don't know what it was about it but number 17 par five long uh you know tee shot you're kind of carrying some junk there um Gosh. i don't know yeah just from the tee box like the whole yeah the entire great. hole Every view was great. Um, that one stood out to me for sure. 17's great. That awesome little center line bunker. It's not a very mm -hmm. big bunker, but it's like it's right in that spot where a lot of people hit it. Um, yeah. We were playing in a foursome and two people hit it in there. And uh, yeah. so that just shows you like it's, it was just so well designed. It's, that's a great hole. I agree. The place is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. You know, hopefully next time you go, I'll get to go with you. Come on. You're invited, <laughs> I guess. Brad, you got you got one for us. 
Ooh. Um, honestly, I'd probably have to say where I went and played in the Mid-Am last year. So Sanctity Head um, up in Nantucket. Partially one because of the fact that it's probably a golf course that you take the Mid-Am part of it out of it and not qualifying something like that. You probably would never make the trip up and right. or get the opportunity to go play. Um, so had I known about it, probably could have been something on a, like a bucket list type of a golf course to go play. Um, but yeah, just everything about the course was, was awesome. And, and the bonus getting to play it in a USGA setup just made it even that much better. Um, kind of eats you alive at times. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was awesome. The walk was great. I mean, you don't really feel like you are on an island like that. Um, kind of gives you a little bit of a, a linksy type of vibe at times um, with a little bit of island mixed in. Um, you know, you get the, the iconic lighthouse over there off of 5T, which was, which was pretty dope. You know, you don't, get, you don't get a lot of those unless you're over somewhere along the coast. So that was, that was pretty sick. Yeah, pretty cool. I've seen a lot of pictures. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just different because you can't just drive to it, right? It, it's just... It's just a, a unique experience. Um, I wish that I, that I was able to qualify last year, but you know I'm a mid '80s guy, so there was no chance <laughs> I was getting that. So, um, yeah, super cool for both of you guys. Those both both those places are great. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit different than you guys. Um, you know, both of the places you you chose are are USGA. Uh, type places um i'm gonna go for one that's a little bit off the off the radar here um and a lot of people have probably heard of it now but uh i was lucky enough i have a good friend that took me uh and another friend of ours to bally Neal in colorado um mm. it is in the middle of nowhere colorado um we left denver it's about three three and a half hours something like that from denver um the whole place doesn't have a golf cart uh, it's designed by Tom Doak. And I think, uh, you know, from playing there and then playing a couple other places he designed, he is, he's a guy that I, everywhere I've played of his, I just really, really enjoy it. Um, you know, it's, it's a place where certain holes you, you could aim 40, 50 feet left of the hole and you could have a tap in, uh, just depending on playing it off of slopes, playing, you know, all kinds of crazy things like that. And, uh, you know, something that's big for me is, um, a golf course that's really fun. Um, you know, I don't want to get beat up every day um, or every time I go out and play. It's fun every now and then to kind of get uh, to kind of get slapped around out there. But um, Valley Neal is just special. Every every hole out there is uh, is fun. Every hole you could make a birdie on, um, or you know, if you hit the driver really crooked, you could you can make some big some big numbers. But um, I, I really enjoyed Bally Neal. I think it's definitely uh, number one on my list right now. And, you know, I'm sure some people may think I'm crazy for saying that. Some people that have played it because I I have been very lucky and gotten to play some other places. That, you know, Pebble, um, Kapalua is really fun. Um, you know, Pine, all the Pinehurst, obviously, and Tobacco Road. Um, all those are great. But um, Bally Neal still just to this day, the, the memories from walking around that place are incredible. Um, and something that I think is really fun is they don't set up any tee markers and 
there's a ton of ton of places to tee off from, but they don't set up tee markers. So um, the way that that the members play is whoever won the previous hole gets to pick where you tee off from. Mm, so like that. Um, you know, the first time around we had a we had caddies and um, we kind of played it as far back as we could for the most part. You know, we mixed it up a little bit. They told us some of the fun tee shots, and it's just a blast. So um, it's like a playground for a golf nut like me, and uh, and I love that. So we uh, we stayed on the property, and there's a putting green. I believe it's about 150 yards long, drops like I don't know 40, 50 feet from top to bottom with tons of slope. Um, we we put uh, we put some glow sticks in the holes, put took some glow balls out, and we putted till I think like one thirty two in the morning, and uh, it was it was just great. Um, the one last thing about it that I think is just awesome, and I think you know a lot of places should do this is one of the members on our second day we were playing, we teed off second, and the group in front of us was a member and a guest, and the member's dog. And the dog walked with him all day. And I just think that's so cool. Uh, just like a walk in the park with your golf clubs. So uh, super cool. Really enjoyed it. And uh, I hope to go back one day. I hope you boys get to go back. It's it's definitely uh, it's definitely worth it. So um, very cool. But uh, one other thing I want to ask you boys before we kind of move on and uh, is a bucket list golf course that you have. And then as well, and your lowest score you've ever shot. Just so some of the some of the people that do start to listen will kind of uh, realize how good you guys are, um, and and you know that I think uh, we'll figure out real fast that Brad is the best. Um, so sorry, Ryan, <laughs> but um, I'll start with the bucket list and my low score. Um, my bucket list for me is definitely the old course, um, and I want it in all of the old course conditions. I want it blowing 30, maybe a little rain mixed in, a little chilly, and I want to shoot 85. <laughs> so easy. Um, it's just, uh, I, I just, one day I really want to experience it. And, uh, and I want to, you know, I'd really like to experience it with my dad um, and maybe my wife, if we could go play. And um, so hopefully we can make that happen sometime. Um, for lowest score, Mine is 63. I've shot it six times, I think. Um, and as you guys know, it can be 63 or it can be 93 with me. There is, uh, there's not really any in between. So um, it's fun when you take it low. I will say my most of my 63s have been on fairly easy golf courses. Um, so that's, uh, that's it, it's not necessarily that cool to shoot it there. Um, but um, yeah, uh, Brad, you got you got a bucket list and a and a low round for us. I think I know which low round you're going with. And well, you you know the low round. What was that round? Where'd you where did you shoot sixty three? I shot it at Oakmont in Corinth, not the real Oakmont. Um, if it was at the real Oakmont, I I would wear a shirt that says I shot sixty three every day of my life. <laughs> um, and then uh, Stevens Park. Mm. Um, trying to figure out where else. A couple places here in Dallas. Uh, Stevens Park is pretty fun. It's special. It's old school. See the skyline. Um, it's just the square, really the square greens. Square greens. Um, but 
it's it's driver wedge everywhere. Um, I would love I would love to play that place with the with a balada ball and persimmon heads. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that that golf course, you know, playing like that, it changes a lot, and uh, I think it would be really special. So, um, but yeah, mainly a couple places around DFW. I think I have maybe one on a trip in uh in Arizona at one point maybe at one of the troons I don't remember which one it was but it was uh it was a fun one so um Brad how about you man who well I guess we'll start with the bucket list um golf course I mean I like you I've had a, I've had a chance to play some pretty cool ones um including kind of out there in the, the Pebble Spanish Bay area. So you kind of check some of those off the box, but one that I'm sure that a lot of people would love to play. And I would like to play in a specific event at this golf course, um, just because of the nature that it is a, a major mid-am event. Um, but it's the tournament's the Crump Cup, but they played at Pine Valley. I mean, we're talking about like the golf course of all golf courses. If, you know, arguably just as good, if not better than, than Augusta National at times. And so it depends on who you ask. Um, but yeah, they they typically play a uh, an event every year. It is the highest of high tiers. I, I would even consider um, saying that those who get to play in that event are, are on a national on probably a little bit different than even a USGA event, just because the nature is so, I'm sure it just comes by sheer invitation. Um, but just playing the, the mid-am last year and having a couple guys come from there, one, you know, some from the DFW area and some from other places and talking about how they just came from Pine Valley and playing in the Crump Cup and then going to the U.S. mid-am. I'm like, that seems like a life that I want to live. That seems, that right. seems like what, something special. I would love to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty special. But yeah, I know and then, I, have uh, a, I have another friend that's played in it and uh, I've heard a lot, all about it and it's, you know, I don't think uh, I have the ability to be on that level, so I definitely didn't have that as a goal for myself. But I think you can do it, bud. It's it's a long term goal. I don't know if it's any anytime soon, but you know, it happens, and maybe maybe things turn turn in the tides, um, and we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, even if I get the opportunity to play out there, it would still be awesome. Um, and then as far as low round, um, so Connor got to see this one up close and personal here about a month ago, a month and a half ago here in the DFW area. We were playing a four ball event um, and shot 62. So that was uh, one of those days. And, you know, of course, definitely did not follow it up with anything close to that. Probably actually shot closer to 80 the next day than I did 62. So it happens. Um, but yeah, you know, it was golfers hot. Hey, the putter is hot. And, you know, the golf course, those who are local to the DFW area would, would know it as maybe uh, G-Cod. Some, of, some people local would call it G-Cod, but it's uh, the Golf Club of Dallas. Used to be Oak Cliff Country Club back in the day and used to really be the spot um, for a lot of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, pretty sweet golf Even course. Yeah, very, very old school. Very, very old school vibes, even even the locker room with the, the card tables and the poker tables. And it just kind of gives you that really old school in the neighborhood type of a vibe, which is which is something that's fun. And like 
Connor mentioned some of the golf courses in the DFTV are very driver wedge, pitch and putt, however you want to call it. And very much one of those type of golf courses too. Um, but it's got some quirky holes, some it's definitely one of those golf courses that if you know how to play it, it it is out there for the taking. And thankfully I had Connor on the on the cart with me. Uh he's had significant amount of experience playing there i i played it a ton because we played quite a bit of section events there um i won the assistant championship there so it's uh i know the place well and let me just tell you though ryan riding around with him watching him shoot the 62 i'm sitting in the cart with the <laughs> dr pepper obviously just i mean i'm enjoying it it's like i was on the couch at home John uh, it out there Oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, just, just flushing it, you know. And uh, I know he said it's kind of a pitch and putt, but I've played that place a million times, and it is, it's hard to get things to go in the hole. Um, it sure. just, it just is, you know. There were some of the some really good amateur players there that week, and I, I had only heard of one other score that week that was that was anywhere close to Brad. So definitely a lot of fun to watch. So it was a good one. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. You know, the one of those two two eagles in one round definitely gets you gets you jump started. And that was kind of one of those like, all right, you know, you know it's your day when you're doing something right and that happens. So yeah, we'll see uh we'll see if I can be as consistent as Connor and get six low scores like that. Because mine maybe aren't near as frequent as probably Connor's. You gotta is. play you gotta play easier courses. Uh, how about you ryan i know uh i know of one really low when you shot yeah i've heard about it too and i've heard this i've heard the golf course it's on too is pretty sick yeah oh yeah about a year ago yeah just a little over a year ago now um we got done with a, a church event this weekend it was one of those like it's like easter you know like yeah just wipes you out and uh in September, we had this women's event that we're all all hands on deck for. And so we finish, and me and my buddy go play Ozarks National in the Branson area. They call it Hollister, Missouri, because I don't think they want to be associated with Branson. Um, but it's Branson. Um, so, man, we get up there, and long weekend. I don't think I've played in, like, two, three weeks. Um, and just get out there and, and birdie the first three. And it was like – feeling pretty good, end up birdieing five, then birdied seven, eight, nine, shoot 29 on the front nine was like, oh my gosh. I mean, that was, that, that has never happened to me in my life. I remember standing over like a five footer on nine with my knees shaking because I knew it was for 29 and I made it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I dropped my putter. My buddy looked at me. He's like, man, you put good. Was that like three birdies on the front? And I was like, seven. And he, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just crazy. Uh, ended up shooting even on the back, shoot 64 out there. Um, That's impressive. Still, mm. like, just one of those blacked out moments. I, I made a, it's like a 35 foot putt on 18 from off the green to shoot 64, and oh. was just was just stupid. Uh, the craziest part was we had some friends in town for this women's event, and one of the girls there. Um, we, we just casually talking about golf the next day. And my wife was like, what, what do you think Ryan's going to shoot tomorrow? And of course these people have no idea like really about it. Right. And she was like 62. 
And we all kind of laughed and we're like, no, that's ridiculous. She's like, okay, okay, okay. 64. And <laughs> nailed it. Whatever. And when I made that putt, like that was the first thing that came to my mind was like, there's no way. So I texted him, I was like, you, you're not gonna believe it. But um, great core Crenshaw design up in uh, the Branson area. One of my favorite courses, just such a fun layout. Um, great risk reward golf course too. Um, a lot of fun, but that was that was best round and uh, just love it. Great memory. Um, let's see, bucket list course. I'm getting to go to Bandon in the spring for my 30th. I'm getting mm. uh, before my knees give out. I'm going to go walk a lot. <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, let's go. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be awesome. Those those are on the bucket list, but um, attainable. The next, um, I'd say I have like two. One is, is I'm just, it's a dream, but it'll never happen. Cypress Point obviously is like, you know, it, it would take a miracle. Um, but the next one, the, the real bucket list would probably be Valley Bunyan. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know mm. if you read like Tom Coyne, uh, his golf course called uh, Ireland, but Great story. My parents actually got to go see it a couple of years ago, sent me pictures and just an incredible course. I think anything over there in Ireland, Scotland, um, man, just be, be awesome to see where golf originated and see how, uh, who's meant to be played. Yeah. And Connor, I'm with you, man. I'm going to go over there and I want it to be brutal. Like I want it to be below brutal. 40 and raining and just, yeah, for sure. You know, I'll be the one complaining. But at the end, I'll be like, this was so worth it. You'll be the one saying, I want to quit. I hate this so much. This is not fun. How? When can I go to the bar? Where's the 19th hole? Anything and everything yeah. that's coming out of your mouth is negative. And then you get done and you'll be like, that was the best round of my life. I enjoyed that more than anything I've ever done. Yeah, I can't wait to shoot. Yeah, down. you guys want to pack it for an E9? Yeah, yeah you want to go back out? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's definitely just adds to it, I think. And I uh, hopefully, Ryan, we get a little bit of that at Bandon in March. Um, mm. You know, we didn't invite Brad because he would beat us really bad. But um, yeah. sorry, but <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, to doing that with you, Ryan. And, uh, you know, I, I truly hope we get some of that uh, some of that weather out there. I think it'll make it the experience just a little bit better. Um, as crazy as that sounds, you know. It is, it is nice to play golf every now and then in a bubble with no wind, you know, great weather, but, um, you know, just to experience it like it was meant to be. And, um, and I think that's one of the special things about it. So, um, yeah, super, super excited about that. Obviously, Ryan, great. That round at, at Ozarks is special. Um, you know, Core Crenshaw. In, he's up there on my list. They're 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 up there on my list. Uh, I haven't I haven't ever played one of theirs that uh, Not both of them. that I <laughs> yeah just just Ben but <laughs> no uh, I, it, they they do a really nice job. They make the golf course a lot of fun. So um, I definitely uh, am a little bit jealous that that you got to play there and um, I've seen it but not played it and I'm jealous. So why not? Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do that. Maybe we'll invite Brad, Brad to that one and take like seven clubs out of his bag so we have a chance to beat him. Yeah. Fingers so. crossed to get that invite. <laughs> well, uh, 
I'll wrap it up for us here, boys. We uh, we appreciate everybody hopping on and giving us a listen. Uh, this is uh, this is basically just a hobby for us um, because we we love golf and and just talking to people and getting to know people and hearing cool stories and so that's what we're here for. Um, and then we'll do some on course stuff. Um, I know I've got one that I'm going to pitch to Brad here soon. Uh, Ryan, since you're not local, some of the stuff I'm just going to have to beat Brad by by myself. Um, but uh, got some cool ideas, some cool places that I want to take you and uh, zip the drone around. Um, it's pretty uh, it's pretty fun. So um, uh, not even you guys know yet, but I've got a couple people lined up for uh, for the next few weeks for the pod. Um, some guys that we want to interview. Um, I've got a really cool one uh, coming up from, uh, he's from Canada. He is sending me head covers right now. Um, if you would follow him on Instagram, Rawhide Golf, Caleb Jeffries is his name. He does some incredible work. Um, I met him uh, at, a, at an, a golf event here in town and uh, we really hit it off. So um, I should have some sweet head covers uh, tomorrow. I think you're coming in, so we can. Uh, we'll probably post them and uh, give him a shout out. But uh, I talked to him last week. He's looking forward to coming on, and we'll uh, we'll send it from there. So um, you know, it's uh, it's lights out and away we go, boys. <laughs>